My debut 1990 September, Bristol City away to get that opportunity with what thousands of Geordies only dream of. Lee Clark, Lee Clark 1-0. Williams. I first got over Sunderland away at Leicester. Uh, it was a left foot volley. I didn't realise my left foot was for kicking the ball with as well. I thought it was just for standard. Hignard. Played against Chelsea and then to score the first goal there is something that still lives with me now and it's it's what most people will talk to me about. Worship every weekend. It's the three legends. Banter and rivalry across the northeast on the tune, the cat, the red. It is the three legends, Darren Williams, Lee Clark. Craig Hignett, good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good evening, guys. All good. Evening, lads. Evening, lads. Evening. Well, we've got a we've got a busy weekend for some this weekend. Uh, Newcastle have got a weekend off. Look, so Lee, just put your feet up. Um, it would be all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll do that, Daz. I'll just get on the. Uh, I'll get on the champagne, will I? <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's Friday night, six o'clock. Why not? Um, so I thought we'd start tonight. Um, just having a look at the transfer um, uh, market. It's, it's, you know, we're, we're we're what 13 days away now um, to the end of the the transfer window. Um, obviously, uh, Borough have done some decent business so far. Higgy uh, would say with Finnazaz, Luke Aylin, um Rumours around Morgan Rogers going today, Hayden Hackney, etc. Um, but it's maybe Sunderland and Newcastle uh, that we need to look at because there's not much business going on there and there's rumours here and there. Uh, Daz, I thought we'd start with Sunderland. Um, how are you feeling at the moment about the whole transfer window? You know, I mean, we've, there's the Anne Mavilla, I suppose, is, is sort of the most, the biggest rumour there. Um, but there's not a lot else happening, is there? Yeah, it's very disappointing, mate. To be quite honest, um, you know, very quiet. I think you know the the fans are getting a bit uh, restless. To be quite honest, you know, they they. I mean, it's it's been common knowledge, you know, since the start of the season that you know we've been we've been needing a striker. Um, you know, we're, we're into what middle of January now. You know, probably nearly three quarters of the way through, and you know, there's there's rumours, but you know, rumours are no good, are they? You know, it's you know when the they've dot the eye and cross the T then you know happy days but for me it's you know it's very it's too quiet it's too quiet mm. um I, i'm hoping it's quiet for a reason because we're going about our business in a, in a quiet manner and that you know they are talking to a to a few players behind the scenes but it ain't looking good mate to be quite honest yeah. i mean and villa you know yeah you know he, you know he's not an out and out striker you know, let's be honest. He's a midfielder. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know why? Thirty-three. Why there's, yeah, why there's hype about him? I don't know. Obviously, there's Kiefer Moore, but you know, as as we had a brief chat beforehand, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of, a lot of teams looking at him. You know, and, Is, and for do me, you think does, um, do you think does M Villas started the um, the rumours himself? I think potentially, mate. I think you know your agents could be out there, couldn't they? You know, mm-hmm. just starting rumours off and you know, and trying to light some fires type of thing, but. Right. You know, it's it's a difficult one, mate. You know, like we discussed, you know, with with the Kiefer Moore situation. That, you know, when there's teams battling away, you know, you know, obviously mentioning the the lad, you know, Sunderland, uh, we're not really competing with teams for signings. 
um, yeah. you know we've made we've made that common knowledge that you know we're not just go out going to go out and, and and splash the cash and and get in you know uh, as many players as we can. So for me, I think if that's the case and if you know we are speaking Keith Moore and and if there is that uh, all those teams after him. I, I can't see him come to us to be quite honest. Do you know? Do you know what is though it does? You know what the saddest thing about that is for me is, if if Sunderland were to stump up the cash, for uh, k for more and, and got an agreement uh, where he was allowed to speak to him, I think they'd have a good chance of seeing him. In yeah. terms of you get him to the stadium of light, you get him to the academy of light. You see the infrastructure, the facilities the club has. You you, you try and sell that ambition that. You know they they do want to get to the Premier League. They do obviously they do have this model of you know young and up and coming players. But I think if it's it's one of them, you know when we managerial hat on, if if they were to get get him up to the northeast and say yeah, listen, this is the club you could be playing for, even in the the, the position that they're in now, uh, forty thousand plus at the stadium of light and this training facility. You would have a good chance, and that's not being disrespectful to other clubs at Ipswich because he, he, you know, he's obviously going to think about going there because they're in second place and could be back in the Premier League in three or four months' yeah. time. You know what I mean? But sometimes yeah, exactly. you have to think of ways out the box. And in terms of the infrastructure and the facilities that Sunderland have, they they can compete with any any Championship club now in terms of attracting the players. They just have to show the players be. the um, the ambition. So, and what they've yeah. got to do is show the ambition. To the players, by because he's not he's not going to come cheap. That you know they you no. know they're not daft. The selling club, they know there's five or six clubs in for them. There could be a little yeah. bit of a bidding war, on, and sometimes you have to, especially for strikers. You know you do sometimes have to peer over the odds to get those strikers in because ultimately whatever we say, you know they they're the players that change games they're the players that change seasons because if like, if you if you're a championship club you've got a 25 goal a season man you've got a good chance of getting getting promoted haven't you yeah of course do you, you have think the model yeah, does do you, do you think the model works against them when they're trying to sign people like Kiefer Moore because he's not for me he wouldn't fit the criteria um, but if they yeah. signed him you know as a an older player say are you thinking yeah. well I'm you know I'm going to be playing with younger players predominantly here there's not going to be too many people who are going to be my age no the, well this is the thing mate and I think that you know that you know they may have to look at the model and the, and the way they're going about things because you know we, we, we know we've got a young side um, you know there's, there's plenty of youth in there but obviously you know there's, there's not that dribble of you know of experience uh, and obviously you know like you say we, you know we need some experience in there um, you know we've got you know we're like we're, you know we're like you guys have been you know we've got Sirkin out Huggins out Evans Embleton uh, Dak Roberts you know Elise's going to be a late check for the week uh, for tonight sorry um, you know we've got a few coming into the side but you know as we've as we spoke about week in week out you know we're desperate for a striker you know and, and they've got to start maybe supposed to vote and, and and maybe just open up a little bit um, because I think you know what we've been looking at obviously we've been looking at loan players obviously people's on people on free etc this that and the other you know and you, you you maybe get you may get lucky once but you know it's you've got to start and compete if if your ambition is to be in the premier league you know we're going we need to start to compete with teams and you know from fi- financial point of view i think we were somewhere like 16th in the table uh, from obviously uh, you know the, the 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 money side of things um you know and what we spent or what the squad you know the squad amounts to 
Um, so you know, and that's that's not really competing to to get back into the Premier League. I, I think that I think does. I think um, you're right. I think the model in what Higgy's saying as well, it can work to a certain extent, but you do then have to, you know, have the sprinkling of the the senior players or the game changers as well. Mm. And you yeah. know, any team that's going to be successful. I'm not sure how many there is if there's any that have been successful without a, a top striker in terms of getting goals uh, contributing making the team get up the pitch and you, you 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 do have to pay that premium for those players those strikers I can go back to my managerial days um, when I was at uh, Huddersfield we we went out as a League One club and spent three hundred and fifty grand on on Jordan Rhodes, which was mega money. Everyone's like, "Wow, that's mega money at Aye. the time," but he he proved he's worth his weight. He then yeah. what four year down the line he goes to Blackburn for nine million. So yeah. it's it, you know if you know you've got someone now. Hey, by the way, I got lucky, and the reason I got lucky with Jordan was I was assistant manager at Glen Road down at Norwich, and yeah. Jordan was yeah. at Ipswich. And I've seen Jordan a couple of times play for Ipswich's youth team against Norwich and he was, i just seen this kid who loved scoring goals. I think he scored about, he scored five in two games against Norwich's youth team and I thought, keep an eye on him. And when the chance Aye. was there to, to go and sign him and I looked at his record when he'd been on loan at Brentford down in League One. But, you know, that we, for a League One club at that time to spend 350 grand on a, on a, on a striker, was mega money? Do you know what I mean? Aye. Yeah, and, yeah. And and and, and, well, you, and I'm just saying that. Well, Kiggy, you need to you need to pay these premium for these lads. So yeah. you know these strikers, and especially in January, you're going to pay over the top. And anyway, yeah, of course you are, mate. Of course you are. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's not it's not exciting anymore, is it? This, trans, this transfer market, you know, like not, it's been boring, you know, isn't it? This January, yeah, yeah it has. Mm -hmm. totally. I used to love, like, you know, look, watching it and seeing all oh, different players are going here there, you know, and obviously the excitement, obviously fans getting excited about it, this and the other, but it's just been absolutely flat as a pancake. You know, there's been nothing, there's one nothing for to you. go off. So, Ahmed Jallo's been linked to it, Middlesbrough, hasn't he, to go on loan? Yeah. How would you feel if, if Borough got him? Mate, I'd be devastated because he, he, he's a fantastic player, mate, and he was a fantastic, well, as, as you know, he was a fantastic addition uh, to the squad last yeah. year. Uh, you know, change games uh, for us. You know, when when realistically we could have probably ended up getting beat. Um, you know, and he is a game changer. You know, he's a fantastic talent, and and I think that'd be a massive blow, mate. To be quite honest, if, for the Sunderland fans as well. You know, seeing him go, you know, to Middlesbrough down the road, and thinking, you know, Do you think they'd still be in for him, even though it's another loan. I'd like to think so. Or do you think I'd like to think so? But I have one in permanent. Uh, yeah, uh, well, this is the thing, mate. I'd like to think they'd still want him on loan, but I think you know, realistically, with a player like him, you you know, you'd love to get him permanently. You know, let's be honest. He, but he was a game changer for you last season, he, wasn't he? Aye, mate, mm. he he was different gravy, mate. Honestly, was, you know what? Just watching him was, you know, it was exciting. You know, he he made the yeah. game exciting. You know, you wanted to get him on the ball. I think everybody wanted to get him on the ball, and but that then is is infectious, and you know, it spreads mm. around the team. You know, and, and this is what I say about you know you players like that. You know, like your Robertson, your you know your Diallo's and that. You know, they excite players. You know, the your Clarks. You know, you, get, you want to get them on the ball. It lifts the fans. It gets you know gets everyone going. But yeah, we need something this before the end of January because it's it are you has become on, really really flat. On the other hand, are you worried about anyone coming and taking your better players? Do you know? 
I was mate prior to prior to the game against against yourselves uh, Newcastle, um, and then I was thinking, you know, I, I went away from that thinking maybe it's a reality I check. Mm. I, yeah, I don't think these guys are ready. You know, I don't yeah. think they're ready for that. And I think if I they went up, that. you know, they 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 be bit part players. You know, wherever they went. Um, and that's no disrespect to them because they are, you know the talented players, but I just oh, think listen, they've still got loads of time. Bridge too far. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent, mate. You know, I, I, the, I t- the young tell kids. you what, uh, what they should do from that game is say, right, okay, I made a massive club in the championship. Like we've just talked about, what can happen with the Kaifa stuff with the infrastructure. I need a bit more time here to learn the trade and improve and and get to the yeah. level that was required. And I think it was that would be a good thing for those youngsters to take from that I'm not saying that you know the ones that were mentioned Clark Bellingham Dan Neal they cannot one day get to that level I think they, they can there's certainly ability of course there. they can mate. but yeah, at this definitely. moment in time they're just falling a little bit way short aren't they so yeah, yeah you know and there's That's, no in, in a funny way that, that game that game might have done Sunderland a favour mightn't it I think it, yeah, I think so, mate. I think from a point of view of, of of keeping you know those type of players, definitely, yeah, you know, you know, in hindsight, yeah, it, it probably has, mate. And, and like I say, you know, you know, like I just said, you know, it doesn't mean that they're never going to get there. But, you know, it just means that they're not ready at this time. You know, and and uh, and like you said, but I think everyone understands check. that with Sunderland because they are so young. You know, they have yeah. got a really young yeah. group, haven't they? But they're all talented players, and they can all do things. And and you can see well, that this with, is it. with the way Sunderland are in the league as well now. You know they're, they're still on the edge of the playoffs. So, of course, mate. I mean they're still on the edge of the playoffs. You know you look you look at the games that get beaten, mate. And, and half the time it's just it's just being naive. You know we give away you know a silly a silly free kick last week. You know it caught, cost us a goal. You know you know slack marking it in the box. You know it's just it's just like naivety. You know young lads. You know in those areas you think well don't you know because we just had a fantastic chance just prior to that. You know, and then they, they they go down the other end. We give a silly free kick away. You know, we concede a goal. You know, so that's where we. You know, when we say about the spring of experience, you know, that's where the, them heads come into it. You know, it's you know, and and it's needed. You know, it's needed. And, and like we say, you know, they're going to have to break the break the barrier a little bit, and and you know, and get somebody in. How, how did you see the game is, last so week? Sorry, Higgy, go on, you pal. That's, I'm just saying, my worry is. Not, not for so much in the championship, but if Sunderland managed to, to get up into the Premier League, and, and by the way, they could. There's, there's not yeah. saying they couldn't, they could. Then does that model then change in the Premier League? Because the model they've got now of buying young players, that isn't going to be sustainable in the Premier League. You're never going to be able to stay, in it. You're always no, going to come down, aren't you? So what, yeah, at, at what point do they, do they look at the model and think, well, we'll tweak it here? Or do you think that only happens if they go up into the Premier League? I think you'd have to if they went up, mate. Yeah, definitely without without a shadow of a doubt. I think you know you'd have to take a step back and have a look at it, and you know, uh, and and refigure things out because you know, like we've seen, you know, the gulf is you know was massive uh, the other week. Um, mm. So for me, yeah, you know what, you know, the idea is probably you know another year in in the championship and, and keep building slowly, but. Uh, you know, you know what fans are like. You know, fans fans are eager and, and want to get want to get back up there as soon as possible. But if that's a model and if that's the way they're going, then you know they need to be uh, a bit more transparent. Uh, you know, and, and see how it is. But for me, yeah, I think if they go up, mate, yeah, they do have to change the model a little bit. Daz, I was just going to ask you, um, how did you see the game last week? Obviously, Ipswich second in the league, and how, what did you see in terms of the match itself? Was, was it, were they uh, you far know, superior I, than Sunderland or was it a close game or 
you know, I didn't think there was there was a massive gulf there, mate. I didn't think it was a big difference. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, Ipswich are a good side. Um, you know, Sunderland, you know, like we said, you know, we we created chances. Uh, like I said, just prior to them getting the second goal, we had a fantastic opportunity. Um, missed it. Go down the other end. Give a silly free kick away. Lose your man in the box. You know, it's it's a header in the back of the net. But, you know, one of the smallest players on the pitch. You know, which is which is again, you know, naivety. You know, it's. For me, I think, you know, a draw would have been great, you know, to come away with. But I just saw Ipswich kind of edge the game at times. You know that they look comfortable. Um, uh, you know they they were more of a threat. Um, I think just the end product for us, mate, is 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 a disappointing outcome. Yeah. Mm. But just before we we move on, uh, I just wanted to ask Lee. You know, there's in terms of the transfer market, and I know you're as frustrated as as Daz is as at Sunderland um, because there's not a lot happening, isn't it? Is there? And and there's there's a lot of talk about goings. You know, will Joe Linton go? Uh, there's rumours today about uh, Kieran Trippier to to Bayern. Um, there's rumours about Edison coming in, but that's that's a huge amount of money. And the whole Calvin Phillips thing off and on. How frustrated are you, Lee, about the business that Newcastle don't seem to be doing? Um, I'm not frustrated in terms of from the club point of view, Daz. I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated because I, 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 I keep thinking I've got the... Uh, the cusp I, I understand FFP then all of a sudden something else pops up and then I, I haven't got a clue um, so I'm thinking like God I've, I'm miles away from this do you know what I mean and um, so when we when this talk that we cannot even because of FFP we cannot afford the 5 million loan fee for Calvin Phillips um, I'm starting to then wonder and think wow and I know down Eels came out and explained a few things the other week mm. and talked about the revenues that we have in comparison to not just top six teams and you know Tottenham who are in there at the moment but they've always been on the fringes which is their revenues are nearly double ours and stuff like that that puts it into perspective but it is frustrating like you say but how the tables have turned now because um, <clears throat> When the when when the new ownership came in, it was about the players and the superstars we're going to bring in. But the players who've done ever so well for us now, the high-profile players, the last few weeks has just been talk about them leaving. So there's been talk: Bruno, hundred million pound release clause, Paris Saint Germain, Real Madrid, Liverpool. Uh, if obviously as you mentioned, Kieran Trippier today, Bayern Munich, talk, looking at him. Um, you know, he's already went abroad and been successful with Atletico Madrid Sean Longstaff because he's a he's a homegrown player so all the profit from him can go back into the FFP pot or whatever yeah. and then Joe Linton you know the, the you know from a good friend of mine at the Daily Mail Craig Hope talking that he's probably going to have surgery won't play again this season and he kind of come to an agreement with Newcastle in terms of a new contract because he's asking for too much money. So they'd be looking to sell him in the summer with mm. a year left. So this is all <clears throat> very confusing and, and very um, worrying, actually, because um, it just shows you the what the the new ownership are having to put up with because of the lack of, uh, you know, commercial productivity under the previous ownership in terms of getting lots of commercial deals in so the club was 
was working on a better basis just rather than the old owner putting his other company all around the stadium and whatever <laughs> it was um, so that's come back to bite on the backside so yeah it's for me that's Clark, you would think they'd, they'd have people who were um all up to date with all that stuff even when when mike was there you would think that somewhere on the horizon unless they knew he wasn't going to spend the money but he did spend a, a few quid um but you would think that that would come back and, and be detrimental to the club wouldn't you if you weren't having those revenue streams and your revenue was nowhere near what the, the top clubs were and you would wonder to yourself you know how are we going to compete further down the line or don't you think they thought that far ahead I don't think they thought that far ahead Higgy but also that gives you the example why <clears throat> the, that ownership under Mike's reign came out and publicly said we're happy to finish fourth bottom um, un- twice we, we weren't lucky enough to finish fourth bottom and got relegated in his 14 years and then we'd, we were fighting relegation battle after relegation battle um, and you know when we had the chance to, to, to bring opportunities in when Alan Pardew got into Europe that year he went seven games on the bounce winning seven on the bounce and we all know how difficult that is to do at any level never mind Premier League and what did Mike Ashley do to score it he, he announced that he was naming St James's Park the, the sports direct yeah, arena sports so yeah. whatever time there was any type of success happening which were small things during his reign he seemed to scupper it by trying to uh, get his other company the the, the, the most um, coverage he possibly could so and that's come to bite the new owners on the backside massively um, by what my understanding is Higgy as I said I'm 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 really probably as confused as a man on the street and I like to think I've, I've got good knowledge of the game and what's going on but this FFP has got me bamboozled at the minute as far as Newcastle's got concerned because I just I, I, I don't understand what's going on you know it's got to be so frustrating for everybody isn't it Clark? well I think it is does I think you're right and I, I listened to Gary O'Neill and he was saying lots of good things about what why Wolves never spent any money in the summer and they sold three high profile players Jimenez Aye. Neves and one other you know for, for big money because they had to balance the books and they could see what was coming towards them in terms of a potential you know deduction of points yeah. or a big fine like what's happened with Forrest and Everton you know um, yeah yeah. And, it, and, and, and that must be so difficult you know what let, let's put ourselves in Sean Dice's shoes at this moment in time you know without these those deductions he'd have them in the top eight they'd be having a terrific season <laughs> I think he's trying yeah, to keep the players yeah. focused and just say that all they can handle is the in in focus on is the getting results but I don't know I just and then but then all of a sudden we get we get like as Daz said that Daz said we'll get linked with Edison there 34 million I'm mm. thinking well how can we afford a, a young kid from Brazil Hi. for 34 million but we cannot afford a loan fee for five I, I, don't, I don't know I'm, I know I wasn't one of the brightest at school but it's still uh, <laughs> making it a bit difficult for us like <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Higgy Higgy you must be pleased with Borough's business so far Finn is as um, Luke Ayling looking good at the weekend um, and, and all this talk today about Morgan Rogers going to Villa were you surprised by that one? Yeah, very surprised um, you know, I, I think the Morgan Rogers one he's, he's, he scored six goals this season four of them have been in the cup um, 
up until Chelsea, I don't think they played anyone of, of note in, in there. They, you know, they were down at, um, at Port Vale in the last round where he scored a great goal. I know he scored a, another one down at, uh, was it Exeter, where they played. Um, and, he, and he's getting better, you know, he looks like he's getting better. But there's, you know, a bit like the, the lads at Sunderland, he's obviously got talent and, and ability. But I don't think he's ready for the, for the, you know, certainly where Aston Villa are at this moment in time. Um, but the talk is, you know, they they sign him and then loan him back for the the season or whatever. I think what happened with that one is, <laughs> Borough will ask for fifteen but want ten. Villa will offer five but will probably go to eight, hmm. and you'll get a little bit of negotiation between the eight and the ten million. He'll probably go for eight million in the end, something like that. I, that's how I see that happening. Would I sell him? Um, yes, I would. I, I think I would let him go for for around eight million. Um, I know Manchester City have got a sell-on, yeah. but I'm sure Borough will put a sell-on on, on the other end as well when he goes to Villa. Um, because I think, you know, they've got plenty of players who can play there, you know. Uh, Finazaz, he looks a really good player. He's yeah. a number 10. He, he does it a little bit like Akpom used to. Comes in little little areas, gets turned, really creative. I've liked the look of him, certainly. Um, Luke Ayling, really solid right-back. Borough were... You know, I, I thought they were in need of, of a right-back. Tommy Smith's been injured. He's, he's out for the full season. Um, they've tried Vandenberg there, who's really a centre-half. So to get a, a proper one in, in Luke Aylin, I think, is, is really good. Yeah. Um, and then, like I say, they've got Riley McGree to come back. Marcus Force has just mm-hmm. come back from injury as well. Um, so they've got plenty of people, you know, Sam Greenwood, who, who can play sort of in and around that area. Um, so I don't think... You know, I don't think it'll be a massive loss to Borough, and I, and I think if they can get the type of money that they're talking, then you know, fair play to them. I, I would do it. They make a profit and they move on, and they've got other players who can play in that area. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you can get in touch with the three legends on our WhatsApp on O double three or O four three two thousand and two. Our friend Dave, uh, the boss, has been in touch. He's out in Dubai at the moment. Um, and he's just messaged uh, lads to say uh, this is Dave in Dubai here I'd like to know if the lads are enjoying winter there's no need for that is there no need every time Dave goes away he comes back with an illness so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, go on are we taking it in turns for Dubai (laughs) 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 must be must be be a company must be a company trip is it Um, we've also uh, had a message from Rob who's uh, been listening to the transfer talk uh, and he said this is a question for all three have you ever signed for a club but instantly regretted it that's a good question Uh, uh, instantly (laughs) well yeah (laughs) <laughs> Instantly, no. After two weeks, no, not two weeks. After, <laughs> I'm going to say two months. Yes, but that was yeah, other I think, yeah, yes, I, I, I signed for Aberdeen, didn't I? Well, from Borough on a free. Yeah. Um, Aberdeen promised me certain things in my contract, uh, and obviously when I got up there, started playing, none of them things come true. Um, and I just, you know, at the time, I'd, I had two kids who lived in Warrington, and the travelling was quite quite a nightmare mm. um, unless they give me the time off that they said they would and, and it never ever happened so after two months I, I was I was wanting out so that was a bit of a nightmare mm. I think. yeah I think mine, mine was yeah, it wasn't so much obviously I didn't re- regret it as such it was just that I, I went to Cardiff 
uh, on the, on the other side of things, so there was a deal to go to um, to Hull at the time uh, under Peter Taylor and uh, Adam Pearson was there. Offered terms, I was on at Sunderland, um, plus obviously bonuses etc on top, um, and a, a nice friendly agent uh, messed it all up. So you know, and uh, you know, completely uh, messed the deal up, and uh, you know, I ended up being at Cardiff, and then ended up leaving it towards the end of the season because uh, they changed the manager. Yeah. Lee, have you? you no regrets from me, Daz. No regrets. <laughs> no, two years down the lane, maybe, but not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um, and there's another interesting question here from Keely uh, on the WhatsApp: Should we have a manager's transfer window to stop quick fire sackings? There's a question. Well, Troy Deeney, we, we were talking about Troy Deeney a little bit yeah. earlier, and he lasted six games. Um, I listen if. If you're talking about a well, window for managers, you should go on the transfer windows. So yeah. it should yeah. be a two-window yeah. contract minimum, shouldn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm. You know, if I was, if I was going to go in and be guaranteed two windows, I, I think I'd be happy with that. Now some yeah. lads don't even get a window; they have to deal with the no. same players. Did he get a month? Go in. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> did he get a month? I mean, I was at Arsenal. Richard Money got eight days. games. Listen, Richard Money got eight ideas. games at Hartlepool and Troy's beat him by two games and that took some doing, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know about Troy, Dean. He's like, who, Dean, he? <laughs> <laughs> he will be now. <laughs> no, but that's, that oh, would be an not, interesting concept, that, concept, that yeah, though, wouldn't it? Would. it? A manager it's transfer. It's not a bad yeah. idea, actually. It's not a bad idea. But I think because, because managers have contracts and the contracts get paid up, yeah, yeah. I don't think it'd be, you know. Listen, if you had a, a two-year contract and you got sacked after a week, you'd be buzzing, wouldn't you? Yeah. By the way, lads, Higgy and me and you've done it. Daz has been bright enough not to step into it, but <laughs> it's it's uh, th- th- when I first took my first job, I got many calls and said, "Welcome to the madhouse," and they were bloody right, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. And it's got it's actually got worse since then. It's absolute crazy. <laughs> well, so, I think the average tenure's gone down another month, hasn't it? So it's about ten oh, and a bit months now. Yeah, it's great when when I, when I when I speak to people who you know and they say, "Oh, when you were manager, did you move your family with you?" You've got to be joking, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> move my family down. Move my family down. Then I say the country for twenty nine days. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a holiday. I, isn't it? I spoke <laughs> right. I, do you know what? It's it is mad because I spoke to a very well known manager. I won't name him here, but he's very well known up the northeast. And I said to him, he was manager, and I was we were out one day in a, a social thing, and I said to him, "Do you ever get down and watch the academy, lads?" And he looked at me and he went, "Why would I want to do that?" Yeah. I said, "You know, so you know who's coming through." And he said, "No." He said, "They've got no." They've got no impact on my job. He said, I might be out here in six months, 12 months. Exactly. He said, why am I going to go look at an under 14 or under 16-year-old? And it's it's the saddest thing in the world because I think when we were coming through and managers weren't getting sacked willy-nilly and they were getting a a longevity, our managers come to watch us playing the youth team and all that because they knew there was a possibility that further down the line they they, they could use us us if we were good enough. And these kids now, especially down the low, even in the lower levels where it used to be, you know, the lower levels used to think like sometimes they didn't have the finances to part ways with a manager. They, like you were talking about, Higgy, they couldn't pay the contracts up. Mm. But now they're doing it. I mean, what's this? Forest Green could be on the fifth manager this season or something like that. 
<laughs> or fifth manager in the last 18 months. It's just yeah. like, it's just madness. And it's yeah. just like, like you say, it, it's to the detriment as well if, if the young young players in some of these academies, because managers are mm. going in and saying, I haven't got a proper shelf life, because I'm, I'm, what's the point of looking at it? Like you say, oh, academy director might come and say, I've got this top striker in the under 15s, could be ready for you in 18 months. Well, I probably won't be here in 18 months, so what's the point <laughs> going looking? Uh, but it's, it's sad, isn't it? Because the detriment of the because how much would you be buzzing when you see the first team manager watching a game that you're playing in? Absolutely. You, you know, as a kid, you know, a 14, yeah, 15 year old kid going home, having played in front of the manager, you'd be absolutely buzzing. I know yeah, I used to be when it happened when we were a kid and the manager would come and watch. You used to be, you know, you'd be walking on, on cloud nine after the game and thinking, well, he's, you know, the manager's coming, he's seen me play and I had a good game. And it gives you such a buzz and such a lift. And it's a real shame. If we take that away now, which we probably have already, but it is yeah. it, for me, it's a shame. No, I totally agree with you, a hundred percent agree with you. I think it's uh, it's really sad, and uh, that's probably why it's making tougher as well for young kids to come through. Mm. I've, I've got mm. it, especially in the lower levels. You know, you get the elite levels, and yeah, there's, there's boys there who, who come through and end up you know being successful both in career and finances and all that but the other lads there's a there's a high percentage of you know going out the game etc and it's be it's it's a knock-on effect from what, what, what you know we made a joke of it earlier about the tenure and the length of contracts managers are lasting now but i think that is an issue with for the young lads now 100 percent Mm. It is The Three Legends And you can get in touch with The Three Legends On Audible 3 or 043 2002 That's our WhatsApp number Drop us a WhatsApp if you've got any points Or questions you'd like to ask uh, Darren Williams, Lee Clark, Craig Hignett Our Three Legends We'll be back with more Legend Talk Right after this Hey, how do you fancy winning a three months radio advertising campaign On The Cat, The Toon and The Red Well to celebrate the new year We're offering a three months radio advertising campaign For businesses in the North East, all for free. Full details are on our websites, thecatuk.com, thetoonuk.com and theredyuk.com. You're listening to The Cat, The Tune and The Red and so are your customers. So come and get your business heard with free advertising on The Cat, The Tune and The Red to over 1.6 million people in the region. Those websites again, it's easy. Thecatuk.com, thetoonuk.com and theredyuk.com. Join me for 80s Mint, two hours of the best 80s music and memories, right here every Saturday night from 9 and Mondays from 6. 
It's the three legends across the northeast. Clark, legend. Williams, legend. Hignett, legend. WhatsApp us, call or send a voice message. Banter at its best. 033-00-43-2002. Right across the northeast, the turn, the cat and the red. It is the three legends on the cat, the tune, and the red. Uh, and it just so happens that we've got a game this evening, Daz. Um, Sunderland uh, looking, uh, Michael B is looking for a strong response from his side against Hull tonight um, after their defeat against Ipswich last weekend. And he wants them to be more ruthless with their chances. Um, Hull have not had a, you know, they got they got beat as well uh, last weekend off Norwich, uh, knocked out with the cup as well. Well, Birmingham, uh, this has got a draw written all over it, hasn't it? Does? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you look at the uh, you know the stats, you know, the last the last few games. I mean, all have won one, one in the last six, mm. uh, drawn one, lost four. Uh, you know, I think the uh, you know one of those losses was against Sunderland. Um, Sunderland have won two, drew one, and obviously lost three. Um, so yeah, you know, for me. You know, it's 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 down to you know the the end product again. You know, from from Sunderland. You know, if we can get that end product on on the night, um, you know, I, I quite fancy us. But I think it's going to be a difficult one, mate. You know, it was a difficult game down there, um, just uh, just around the Christmas uh, period. Mm. Um, you know, we, we you know we grinded the game out. And we you know we come away with all three points, which was brilliant. But uh, for me, Hull are not too far away. Uh, you know, even even though they've had a you know a bad run there. Uh, they're they're a difficult side to create chances. Um, you know, the score some goals as well. You know, to be quite honest, mm. you know, um, I think it's going to be a tough one, mate. You know, to, it, it's a cold night, isn't it? You know, let's let's hope. You know, there's a bit of cheer from the Sunderland fans to warm them up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, an I interesting one for an interesting one for me, Daz, tonight uh, for Hull. Uh, well, obviously, with my boy being at Liverpool, mm. is Fabio Carvalho. Coming in at Hull, aye, yeah. I mean, uh, a, a, a superb talent, um, done unbelievable a few years ago when when he helped was it helped Fulham get promotion from the Championship to the Premier League. Aye, look, a sensational talent, went for about six seven million to Liverpool. You know, scored some important goals, done some important things. But Jurgen then decided it was to had to loan him out, and he's had a couple of loans that haven't particularly worked well for him, but. Uh, my old teammate at Fulham, um, Liam Rossini, now doing really good job at Hull. I was listening to his quote through the week, spoke very highly of him and it uh, be interesting to see how he does because if he can hit the heights that he did for Fulham a couple of years ago, could be a massive player in the Championship. Yeah, he could be, mate. You know, he, you know, he'll be a threat. Um, for me, you know, I think you know it's a difficult one. Just talk of obviously uh, uh, Mayenda starting. Uh, potentially, um, you know, Rusan starting. Um, you know, Roberts is still out, and obviously Dax still out. So you know, we, we, we've got we're missing them too. Um, obviously, you know, there's been a, the rumor of obviously, um, you know, Pembelli uh, being you know possibly being in the side. But you know, these these guys are, are just coming back into fray, and it's you know I think it's always difficult to to shove somebody straight back in. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I don't think it's it's going to be a you know. Fantastic. Yes, yes, one for you, Daz. Uh, the, the boy Rig, who's 
ridiculously young. Is he still 16? Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's, I think he's still 16, mate, yeah. That's ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> is he worth an opportunity to start? Would would he make a difference? Um, you know, what's, think, his pos- think, what's his attributes? What does he bring to the team? When I've when I've seen him, mate, I think you know he's a he's he's a he's a good impact player for at his age at that age to come on. Uh-huh. Um, you know he's he's I mean, came he's on still a, a baby and, and he's sixteen. Jesus. Yeah, I think he play. I think he plays without fear, mate. You know that's the thing about him. You know I think he plays on adrenaline without fear. Um, you know he's get, he gets himself in some good positions. You know he's he's very skillful on the ball. Uh, why why I'm asking you, mate? Is why I'm asking you is. Would you not sometimes, when you've had a couple of indifferent results, is it maybe just throw him in because he's got that no fear factor? Um, you know, the reason I say I've I'd, I'd, I'd done the same thing, I had young Damari Gray and I gave him his debut with Birmingham at 16. Um, and we played Stoke, who were Premier League at the time in the in the yeah. Carabao Cup. And he was sensational. And I, I never took him out of the team after that because he just played without that fear and he had... He had that arrogance and uh, confidence. He, I've just come out of school six months ago and I'm now playing in the championship. Yeah. And I was thinking, could yeah. that happen with Rig or has he got the physical it capabilities could, to deal with that at the minute? Or I, I don't think it, his frame and the way he looks, mate, he, he hasn't got the physical side of things. You know, he's, he's right. a skillful lad. He gets on the ball. You know, he can score a goal. Um, you know, he's, yeah. he, he scored a couple of goals, obviously, for the club. You know, he's he, he runs beyond. You know, he's he's one of those type of midfielders who gets beyond. He gets you know, gets in the attack and third. Uh, and like you say, he plays with no fear. So you know, he, he's not frightened to have a shot. You know, he's not he's not frightened to take a chance. Um, yeah, potentially, you, you know, he could come in. Whether it, whether tonight would be a good idea against Hull, I don't know, mate. Because I, I just feel you know Hull could be you know quite physical at times. Um, yeah. and it, it, you know, he, he may he may get lost in it. Um, but. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think sometimes you know you've got to give these lads the opportunities. Otherwise, you know you, you're never going to know the you know how they are and and how they deal. I, with I just I just get the feeling sometimes like they they don't fear anything. They they they, they don't really understand, not in a bad way, the importance of what's happening. And yeah. they just treat it like as if they're playing in the youth team and stuff like that. They've got that. They've got that. Um, you know, little bit of. Yeah, they're know, not battle worn, are they? Youngsters, exactly, exactly, exactly. Sometimes they just go on there, and sometimes they just go on there and they go. And it's, it's like you said, it's a tough one because it's sink or swim, isn't it? If you want to yeah. throw him in, and, yeah. and, and and he gets overawed by the whole occasion, and the game just passes him by, and etc. And you know what it's like in terms of the coverage they get now on social media. It could swallow him up. It is tough. It it, it is. It's a big risk, isn't it? Either way, but I'm just saying. Sometimes yeah. is you get that feeling as a manager or a coach, and you think. Well, you know what? I've got senior lads in there at the moment. They're not doing it. Can we not give them the opp- this young lad an opportunity? I know he'll go in there without any yeah. fear. Yeah, he might get knocked off the ball once or twice because he's physically not up for it. And there'll be that connection with the fans as well. Do you know what I mean? Because he's one yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think ideally, you know, it, it would be great to have him in the side and, sit and you know, see, see how he goes. But I think tonight, tonight's about two sides that, in the best of forms at the moment you know the, the results are you know yeah. uh, slightly against them uh, you know and I think potentially obviously for Sunderland to stay in, in that pack of you know in and around the playoffs you know it, it's got to be you know no less than a win tonight 
Can we get some predictions then, please, from your chaps? Does? Well, you, you know me, mate. I always stay positive, don't I? Let's be honest. <laughs> That's um, true. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a tight game. It's definitely going to be a tight game. I, I'm going to go for 2 1. Right. Uh, Lee? I'm going 1 0 Sunderland. They had a great result uh, total a couple of weeks ago. I think Jack Clark got the winner then. I think it's going to be, like Daz said, I, th I think it's going to be a really tight uh, game. But I think Sunderland will come out on top. 1 0. And Higgy, your prediction for tonight? Yeah, I'm going to go with Daz. I think Sunderland 2 1. I got it right last week against Ipswich. You did, mate. So, you did. Yeah, so I, I, fancy, I fancy Sunderland tonight, especially with being at home. Um, it is going to be a tight game. I agree with the lads, but I think Sunderland will do it two one. Yeah, I think from a from a borough point of view, um, we're hoping for a, a draw one one. That would do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, joining us uh, <laughs> on the line is Ian Murta from Black and White and Red all over. Ian's on at seven tonight. Good evening, Ian. How are you doing? Good evening, gentlemen. I'm fine. Hope you are as well. Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Yeah, we were just chatting about. Uh, the uh, Sunderland Hull City game tonight. Um, uh, obviously, before that, there's your big show at seven tonight on the Cat, the Tune, and the Red. Uh, what have you got lined up for us? Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit strange, isn't it, this week? Because we've got one of our teams playing tonight, one of our teams isn't playing, oh, and one of our teams has two games in four days. One of which is the biggest game for twenty years. So it's uh, our, one of our guests, not surprisingly, is very much Middlesbrough orientated. It's Craig Johns of the Evening Gazette, who'll be at covering Rotherham tomorrow, and of course he'll be down at Stamford Bridge for the the big game, the the, the biggest game the region's had so far this year. Uh, tonight, Sunderland Hall. Well, it's very difficult to get Sunderland people obviously onto the show tonight because hopefully they're all at the match. So what I've got is a uh, Newcastle's official historian. Clark, you will know him very well, Paul Giuanu, who is probably not a man on this planet who knows more about Newcastle. Now, he doesn't know I'm going to do this, but I'm going to ask him for his... to ask him which is his favourite era as new, of a Newcastle uh, team, and also I'm going to ask him to pick his best ever, Newcastle 11. So, Newcastle might not have a game this week, but there's plenty for Magpies fans to listen to. Fabulous. That's Ian Murder on black and white and red all over tonight on the cat, the tune and the red straight after the three legends at seven. Uh, we'll speak to you then, Ian. Thank you. Will do. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, so as Ian said, uh, the biggest game uh, in uh, 20 years um, <laughs> for the Borough. Uh, but there's another, <laughs> there's another big game before that, um, uh, which is uh, Borough Rotherham. Uh, Rotherham rock bottom at the bottom of the table. Uh, no away wins all season. Higgy, we know what happens when teams come to the Riverside well, with a record like that. Do you know what, Daz? I was looking at the table. They've had three wins all season. No away wins at all. They've won one in the last 16. Who was it against? <laughs> the Borough. <laughs> one nil. So they beat them one nil. I think it was Boxing Day. Was that Boxing, Boxing Day? Day yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Boxing um, Day, mate. Yeah. Battered them. Yeah, so, listen, this is it's a, a big game for Borough. Borough need to, to win. Need to keep the pressure on. Um I mean, Coventry look like they're going a, like a rocket, don't they? They've they've been unbelievable lately. Mm -hmm. Coventry, they've jumped above Sunderland now, and, yeah. and they're in the the playoff spots. Um, if Borough aren't careful, you know, teams could start getting away. 
you could you could see West Brom on 45 but are six points behind them um, so they need to win I, th- I think they will win don't get me wrong I think I think they'll have too much for Rotherham um, as long as they don't have one eye on, on Tuesday and, and really Tuesday you know as a player you don't want to focus on it because you've got a game before that but I bet you one or two of these can't help but have a little look and have a little think about Tuesday and what it's going to be like at Stamford Bridge and, and the atmosphere there and and what it means so hopefully they'll put that to one side get the job done against Rotherham and then we can move on to, to an exciting Tuesday but I think they'll win I, I do I think they'll um, I think they'll win I, I think I'm going to go for 2-0 I think they'll win 2-0 right. and um, I, I've just got a feeling with two and a, and a clean sheet and, and set them up nice for, for the Tuesday game but it's never easy it never is in the championship is it if you're not at it um, you can get done uh, as as was shown when we we went down there at their place and got beat one nil. So, um, but I just think it, they've got a bit too much. They're on a little bit of a high Middlesbrough. They look like they're they're finding their way finally and and getting getting a little bit of consistency to their play and and the results are coming. So, I think yeah, the, there is a feel good factor around the borough. It feels like yeah. at the moment, and and I don't think it's just the semi final. We have got players coming back. Um, you know, Saturday against Millwall, they didn't start well. You know, for half an hour they were they were out of the game, but they came back into it, uh, won the game. Um, I think the the two signings they've made uh, have come in and you know made made a, a huge impact already. Um, I think uh, I think and, and both of them cup tied as well, uh, which is uh, yeah. you know a problem for Tuesday. So so yeah. I, 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 the, it was really interesting. We, we've we, got Hayden Hackney coming back, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we've got so Hackney coming back. It, it's an exciting time. Chelsea. Yeah, it is. I think, you know, I, I've always said if Borough can get their best players out on the pitch, they'll, they'll match anyone in, in the Championship. Mm. And they haven't been able to do that for, for a vast majority of the season. But now, especially with the, the couple of signings that have come in, they've they've helped massively. A couple of lads are coming back from injury. That always helps massively. Um, and, and things are on the up. And I don't think we've seen them at their best so like you said you know they, they've had some really poor first halves where you think you know I, I was at the Swansea game away where they could have been five down at half time mm-hmm. but ended up winning that game you mentioned the Millwall one this weekend where for the first half they were never in the game yeah, um, and were fortunate to still be in it at half time but came out found a way and got a result so that for me is a good sign you know they're, yeah. they're not at their best but they're finding a way to win games yeah, absolutely. And and how much how much do you think players will have that that eye on Tuesday? Because obviously Carrick will be very focused, won't he? He'll he'll have his plan for Saturday. Um, you know, he he knows the team he's going to put out. He's he's got you know everything sorted. But in terms of the players, you know, knowing that there's there's a semi final and a possible Wembley uh, around the corner, will it affect them? Well, you'd like to think not, but players are players, and. You, they're all different characters and, and people are you know they take things different ways and I would like to think that you're professional enough to put that to one side um, and, and do your job against Rotherham but you know one or two might not and that's always the risk isn't it because it is such yeah, a I would like game on Tuesday I would like to think that the players going out there on Saturday for Borough are playing for the shirts against Chelsea mm. you'd like do to you know think I mean? so I think it, 
I, yeah, I think if you go if out on Saturday and you have, you have a stinker, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, but if you go out on, on Saturday and have a stinker, do you know what I mean? You, you might not yeah. be in, in a fray for Tuesday anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it's no, like well, listen, you can see it now that the Rotherham manager, if I'm the Rotherham manager, I'm saying, listen, get let's get wired in from the start. Let's see Aye. if one or two of these fancy this with Tuesday coming up. And if they do, fair play to them. If not, then then it's it's a result uh, for Rotherham, isn't it? So yeah, uh, that that would be my my team talk. If I was a Rotherham manager, that would be like, listen, let's get wired in and let's see what these are all about, if they really fancy it or not. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I hope they do because it. They, they, listen, they've got a lot of good experience. You know, Johnny House and people like that yeah. aren't going to let players just drift through the game. I think the good thing about Middlesbrough, they've got one or two who can get on people's backs and say, "Hey, this isn't good enough. Let's let's crack on with it." Yeah. They won't just drift through a game. I think they've got enough enough leaders there to see what's happening and do something about it on the pitch. Or I'd like to think yeah. they have anyway. Hmm. Dance, what do you reckon for uh, Borough versus Rotherham at the weekend? I, I just think I, I think you know I, I know obviously you, you got beat away from home, but <coughs> you know, I don't think in, in any way, shape, or form you should have been beat away from home. But uh, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go three nil, mate. I, I went, you know, I thought last week you'd win three one, and you did. Um, and at one point Newcastle were winning two one, which I said they would. <laughs> and I was just about to <laughs> I was pulling me out I was thinking why haven't I put this bet on but then it was okay because Sunderland let me down anyway so it was uh... but yeah I'll go 3-0 mate very good and Lee I'm going to he- heed Higgy's warning from previous weeks and go 3-1 Borough I would like to say 3-0 but he eats convince me to kind of keep a clean sheet so I'm going to go three, one, <laughs> I've just said 2-0 two, two, <laughs> I know I know but you've changed your mind I'm, I'm, I'm going to I, I remember everything 3-1 the bullet and uh, go, go into the game against Chelsea f- full of confidence yeah and, and let we, I, thought, I don't think we can go without sort of uh, talking about that uh, you know how, how are you all feeling about um, Tuesday night, obviously, you know, Borough. Uh, it's the bread and butter. It's, it's, I know there's it's a, a league. It's three points on Saturday, but this is a huge opportunity to get into a final, isn't it? It's, it's, it's massive. But, you know, I mean, I'll let them two go first because you know Tuesday for them is just Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> so let them go, and then I'll. Well, I'll come with I'm a bit actually, of sense at the end. I'm actually down in West London. I'm actually down in West London. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to the proper big game on the Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Fulham against Liverpool. So, uh, nah, listen, I would. I, I'm always a massive advocate of the Northeast clubs doing well. I want all three of the big boys to be back in the Premier League together. I get those derby games going again, and I'd, I'd I'd love to see Borough be able to do it. It'll be very tough. <clears throat> um, you know, Chelsea are so up and down. Um, you think on that day they you know they're good enough to, to to beat anyone, but then you you know see some of the performances delivered. Middlesbrough done a great job in the first leg. Um, do I see a, a score draw and it means the Borough go through? Oh. Why not? Let's let's get one of the northeast teams in in there and uh, you know and then I've got that obviously horrible dilemma on the Wednesday with my ex-club or my, or my son's new club so uh, <laughs> I've got to decide what's going on then um, if 
it means if me, if my son's part of a Carabao Cup winning team and he takes his dad on a nice holiday, I want Liverpool to do it. Yeah, exactly, mate. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so. it's, it's the same for me. I mean, let's be honest, you know, you, you look at it, you know, I know there's rivalry between the, the, the clubs, you know, up here. Um, but, you know, you, you want the North East to do well and stand out. And, you know, for me, you, you know, you, you'd want Middlesbrough in the final, um, you know, rather than Chelsea. You know, let's be honest, we want to get away from that. Know the, the London thing, you know that everybody goes on about. You know, there's there's good teams up in the northeast, you know, and let's hope uh, you know Middlesbrough do get to the final. That killed me, that you know, absolutely killed me. Oh, I know it did. I could tell it in your voice. You were proper straining and everything. <laughs> I was, I was leg and everything. Uh, I wanted you to carry on. I was going to say nothing just to let you keep going. Did you nearly start crying at one stage? Guys? I did, mate. Yeah, I did. Uh, I listen. It for me. It's. I've still got a chance of a dream final. My dream of final is. Borough Liverpool, isn't it? It's it'd be best of both worlds. It'd be fantastic. Um, listen, Borough have got a chance after watching Chelsea at the Riverside mm. and the way Borough played there. And by the way, Borough could have scored more than the one, as, mm. as Chelsea could have. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a tough ask. I think it's going to be backs to the wall if they can show what they showed at the Riverside. I think they'll play the same way. I think they'll probably play a low block or they'll try and get it a little bit further up the pitch than camped on the edge of their box yeah. um, and they had, they had some breakaways but that they could have done a little bit better with so I think that's that'll be their game plan going into it let's be disciplined defensively let's do our jobs properly um, don't give anything stupid away in the, in the first you know, 10 or 15 minutes which I, I'm sure they'll come under pressure um, but if if the fans start to get on Chelsea's back and, and Chelsea start to run out of ideas a little bit like they did in the, in the first leg, then it it could be a really tricky tie for them. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm up, listen. I'm hopeful that that Borough go through. I'm, I'm desperate for it. I hope the I hope the game's a draw. I, I can see you know it's not beyond the realms of possibility that Borough could get something down there. Yeah. I just think it'll be really really difficult for them. But if they do, then what a brilliant achievement it'll be. I think the first 20 minutes are, are, are crucial, aren't they? Because, oh, uh, like you yeah. oh, say, Higgy, it, all it takes is for, for you know, Burr to come out flying, uh, frustrate them, um, you know, for them to miss a couple of chances, and that, that crowd is going to get on their back, as we saw this at the Riverside. Oh, uh, but that home crowd yeah. will, and, and, and I think that can only play at the Borough's advantage. Well, it's, it's the I other think way it's all well. about the first goal. It's a goal. Yeah, if Borough nick a goal yeah, early, yeah, exactly, yeah. Then you think, well, then Chelsea have got to, yeah. you know, they, they might not do it straight away, but they've got to go gung ho then, and they'll they'll be holes everywhere. Have, and and Borough, Borough, I've got a bit of pace, you know. Isaiah Jones can get in behind any defence, and if he's away, he's away. Um, so the, yeah. it, it's a really interesting game for me. But the start of the game, and you're dead right, it's massive. The the first twenty minutes, I think. I think yeah, I definitely huge. think that first goal will determine the game. Definitely mm. think it. Yeah, I would disagree. It I think it's, but it's really exciting and fabulous for the fans to go down there. But just imagine a, a Wembley final to look forward to. It would be incredible. It would. A Liverpool Borough final. That's your, that's your ideal, is it, Craig? Oh, that's my dream scenario. I get paid to go and watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's it, uh, lads, for another another fantastic three legends. Uh, thank you so much for your, your time tonight, guys. Uh, we've got uh, Sunderland versus Hull tonight. We've got the Borough versus Rotherham tomorrow, and then obviously the big one. Uh, Chelsea versus Borough in the semi-final uh, we'll take all that in and we'll uh, reflect on it at the same time again next week guys have a grand weekend take it easy cheers and mate you too. Higgy don't forget the weekend, lads. Higgy the don't forget you're in Dubai next week mate <laughs> your yeah, turn it's my turn <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brilliant cheers lads